Yeah, yeah. All right. No more pranks from Muscle Man. Up high. No, Rigby, this is bad. We've got a huge problem on our hands now that Muscle Man's given up pranking. What are you talking about? Believe it or not, Muscle Man's pranks saved this park a long time ago. It was under siege and almost destroyed in a prank war with the rival park. They were led by their manager, Gene. <laughs> That's it, we're done for. At least I thought we were done for. It's not over till I say it's over. Welcome back, everybody, to The Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I'm your co-host, Jason. And I'm your other co-host, Josh. Uh, let me just grab a bite of this amazing Jersey Mike sandwich that my dad graciously <sighs> got for me. You're having another Jersey Mike sandwich. Dang. They're so good, man. <laughs> they really are. Um, I was just telling Josh that I'm on a small-ish time crunch. Um so uh, I I, w- I wouldn't say that the recording session is probably gonna be like rushed in any way, but um, what's happening tonight is so I have a cousin that's in town from California, and we were showing him around. Me and my sister were showing him around yesterday, and then we thought, hey, let's go out again tomorrow, which is today, and. That also happens to be our recording days, obviously, so I have to think about that, because it's 4.30, and we're getting together at 7, but also CJ is probably going to be showing up maybe an hour before that, and that's that's the main thing that I can't miss, because I gotta... Wait, a her? Oh yeah, you gotta pick her up. I, yeah, she's gonna be downstairs, and I gotta go like park with her and everything. And yeah, also, yeah, yeah. neither me and CJ have eaten because I literally just got out of work and CJ is, she's going to be getting out of class. So it's like kind of go, go, go for everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. I mean, like I said, you can you can hear me enjoy this amazingly juicy sandwich <laughs> that, I, that my dad got me. Well, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, speaking of fuck me. No, I'm kidding. Um... Well, that's a transition into excellent news. Speaking of food, 58,000 pounds of ground beef have been recalled due to a possible E. coli contamination. Does your sandwich have any ground beef in it? Um, no. I think it has, like, chicken. What sandwich did you get? I have no idea. My dad got it for me. I, I think it's chicken. Usually I get, like, the chipotle steak. Whenever I go to Jersey Mike's, I think I get the, what do you call it? Um, probably like the Jersey Mike's original. Mm. Um, but yes, the F, the FSIS, the Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspe- Inspection Service, has issued a warning to meat eaters about potential E. coli contamination in certain ground beef products sold across several states. Uh, Green Bay Dressed Beef... LCC, a Wisconsin-based company, has recalled over 58,000 pounds um, after a state public health test detected by Shiga toxin-producing E. coli O103 in a meat sample. And the, um, the recalled products were reportedly, reportedly distributed to Ohio, Michigan, and Georgia. So not us. Ooh. That's good. 
but still kind of near us. Uh-huh. And these... I was, I was going to say... Okay. Oh, no, keep going. Oh, I was just going to say that some symptoms uh, might include vomiting, bloody diarrhea, and potential health complications, so careful there. But I was going to say, like, does the meat or the ground beef products just, like, matter? Is it all ground beef products, or is it in specific ones? Like name brand ones. Um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if there's any like. I I don't think the brand would matter because like the cows, uh, all of the <clears throat> the meat industry basically comes from like all like the same major manufacturer um, and like mm. slaughterhouses. You know. Yeah. Um, I I had E. coli as you guys might remember on the show when I had that expired beef from Asda and that was oh. pretty terrible. I. I had to record a freaking podcast while having the shits. Luckily, I didn't have to go during it, but still. That was, how long ago was that? That was like over a year ago? Yeah, it was, it's been well over a year, almost, almost approaching two years. I think it happened in January, March, April of 2022, and I do not miss it, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Also, in the news, Apple has officially announced and launched their iPhone 15 and iPhone 15 Pro. I believe I was saying that on the last show, but they claim that it will be, quote, the best game console. What? (laughs) So I feel like every single time Apple releases a new product, if it's not the same thing as what they just released a year before, they have some sort of new feature that they want to prioritize and promote. In past years, it's probably been the new cameras, and I guess this year... um, They placed a strong emphasis on the gaming capabilities of its new A17 Pro chip. Um, And it will introduce significant enhancements to GPU performance. It will boast a new 6-core design, promising a 20% increase in GPU performance and hardware accelerated ray tracing. A first for Apple. Okay, but who's really going to play fucking Subway Surfers with that... (laughs) Kind of specs. I just want subway servers with ray tracing. That's all I want. <laughs> um, Tim Malay, who is, uh, I think he's the CEO or uh, senior director of something. He emphasized okay. that Apple, the Apple's goal is not necessarily to compete with gaming consoles like the PS5 and Xbox, but their uh-huh. focus lies in building a platform and tools that specifically cater to game developers. Um, I mean... There's, uh, say what you want about, like, mobile gamers. I personally don't discriminate, but if you want to be, like, a like a more dedicated gamer you and, like, be serious about it, you will have to get at least, like, a console or a PC, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you... Cause, I mean, you can't say you're a gamer if you just play on the phone. Just saying. No offense. You might, you might be, like, a gamer in the sense, like, oh, I play games, you know, but you... There's no way you're playing like rockstar games on a phone that's just not possible you know i think i heard one time where gta was supposed to be on the phone and i thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever actually i know they have some gta's i think they have like san andreas or gta 4 on there uh but is that even possible so while it may be available don't expect it to be like run running good you know yeah that's all i gotta say but And then our final news, uh, we are recording on September 19th, 2023. I'm not sure if this happened today or yesterday, but a a black bear 
that forced nearly half of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom to temporarily shut down appears to have been captured. Oh. So, yeah, um, I guess uh, a bear was sighted in a tree, and there was a coordinated effort between biologists and FWC law enforcement to ensure it's safe retrieval and releasing it back into the woods. And it shut down more than 10 rides over there in Magic Kingdom. So I'm trying to find a good joke here, but like I, I was going to say, like, oh, damn, Hun- Winnie the Pooh wanted to join in on the fun. He was just or, looking for black, the... There's a black bear. He was looking for the bear necessities. That That's more of a... Wait, no. Ah, that's more, that's, that's a sloth good. bear, actually. Is it? Yeah, um... Baroness, um, Jungle Book features the sloth bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the big bear with the claws and shit. Look for the bear necessities, the simple bear necessities. Forget about if, your work. What's up? <laughs> would you believe me if I said I barely, like, I watched Jungle Book, but it wasn't, like, on repeat as uh, other uh, movies? The, the soundtrack slaps, but... I had only seen Jungle Book a couple of times. Should I watch like the John Favreau Jungle Book? <laughs> oh gosh, uh, that's the live action one, right? I believe so. Mm, man, I mean, freaking, I don't know. I, I know that. What was it? Oh well, my mind just blanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's a good transition to our next thing. You sent me a, uh, a picture. That you got off of TikTok. What? Oh, yeah. From the makeshift project. I was about to say. I don't see who it is from. But uh, this is coming from the makeshift project. This is what you do to me. Is where you uh, you, you let me guess the top five blank. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, I'm going to be asking you the top five visited European cities. Okay. Uh, so these don't have to be in any particular order. Just name them, and I'll let you know what number they lie on. Uh, first, I'd like to say that while I did pick out this topic today, I have not seen this list. I just sent, oh, yeah, that's true. I just sent Josh the screenshot while covering it with my hand on my phone screen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, top five visited countries. I'm going to go Paris. Paris is number two. Paris is number two. Um... I'm trying to think of very touristy cities. Rome. That is number four. That's very. That's four. a good pick too. Okay. Um, I someone on Reddit they asked the other day, uh, what is the most like tourist overrun city uh, that ended up being a, like a disappointment? I, I wouldn't. Uh. <laughs> I wouldn't say that Rome was a disappointment, but if you wanted an like a local Italian experience, you're you should not go to Rome. You should go to, like, Palermo or something like that. I knew a person that lives by Florence. Okay. We don't talk anymore. Um, is Florence or Venice on there? No. Okay. I'm gonna... Well, technically, the UK isn't a part of Europe anymore, but I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm gonna throw London. Yeah, that is number one. Really, more than Paris. Honest, I'll be I'll be real with you. London is a place where I would like to go. London was unironically. Great. I, um, well, you don't have to say unironically. I know you love the side men, and also I yeah, lived yeah, yeah, near yeah. London for a long time. That, that's true. <laughs> um, 
Well, I I feel like I've heard a stat before that Paris is like the number one most like tourist destination. So um, I may, thought so too. Maybe numbers have changed, but okay. So mm-hmm. what I have London, Paris, and Rome, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Well, yeah. One of them is very surprising. The other one, I'm not too surprised. <clears throat> is it? Is it anywhere in Germany? I, give me a second. Let me pull up the map. <laughs> Uh-oh, all the foreign listeners are going to make fun of us Americans oh. for our geography. No, okay, you said Germany? Wait, you said near Germany? Is Yeah, is it in Germany, rather? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess... Oh, gosh, I'm here, wait. Oh, uh, Athens. No, Athens is not on the list. Really? Okay, uh, I'm, I'm looking... I'm looking at my... Uh... <laughs> looking at their map? No, I, so I have all my old, like, postcards from when I was in Europe, and I'm just looking at them across my room. Um, all right, so I got Rome. It's not Athens. Uh, it can't be Stonehenge. That was, I, I'm gonna be honest, Stonehenge was one of the most anticlimactic tourist attractions I've ever been to. I feel like it's more just so, oh, look, it's Stonehenge's. So whatever. You, Move on. You have to be very interested in the history of Stonehenge in order to fully enjoy it. Yeah. But literally, you walk there, you walk in a circle around it, and then you come back. <laughs> That's it. I just got a text message saying, this number is your verification code. Don't share it with anyone. And um, I did not send for any code. Oh. So I'm just going to ignore this message. Be, I hope that no one is out there trying to access my accounts. Hopefully not. But, hey, uh, what could they really do without the verification code? So, ha. Ha, to check and maybe, buddy. Hey, to whoever's trying to hack me, the verification code is 274098. <laughs> so, if you listen to the Excellent Podcast and you have culture, you will now be able to hack into all my accounts. Culture. And I'll let uh, you decide if I read the correct number or not. <laughs> I'll um, give you a hint. One of them is seven hours and 45 minutes away from Chicago. Like a plane ride? Yeah, a plane ride. Well, no, it's actually a It's a seven-hour drive. It's a trial. Um, it's, huh. it's... Is it Zagreb, Croatia? It can't be Zagreb, no. No, it's not Croatia. Okay. It's not... Uh, I want to say Zermatt, Switzerland, Only, but I, I feel like I only say that because that's where I went. I mean, Switzerland is a good guess, but it's not. Um, is it Amsterdam? Yes, it is actually Amsterdam. It's number okay. five. Okay. You have one left. Number three. This one kind of took me by surprise because I wouldn't have guessed it. Okay. Well, I'm. it can't be like Man City or, or Liverpool or anything, or Manchester rather. It's near the Black Sea. Near the Black Sea of the hell. Um... In between the Black and Mediterranean Sea, how about that? Black Sea. Um, well, I'm gonna guess the uh, biggest word on this map uh, is it is Istanbul. Istanbul, yes, yes. Okay, it is. there we that go. That one I that one I didn't guess because like I don't know what I mean. Looking at the architecture and the buildings, and everything it does look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Josh, read to me the list from five to one. So, number five is Amsterdam, number four, Rome, number three, 
in Istanbul, trying to get that right, two, Paris, and number one, London. All right. <clears throat> Very good. Honestly, I would have I w- I thought, like, um, somewhere in Spain would have been on that list. Probably top ten. I, I, w- I would have said, like, Barcelona or Madrid or something like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. So, I have a list for you. Oh, yes. I'm going to have you guess the top five most popular cartoons. Does it have to be in, like, the past 20 years, or...? Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at this list. I think some of them go past 20. So, uh, of popular cartoons of all time. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's just spanning across everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, SpongeBob. Uh, SpongeBob is surprisingly not on here. What? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Is it regular? Is regular show on there? Uh, regular show is unfortunately not on here. Damn. Adventure Time. Adventure Time is not there either. What the hell is happening? Okay. Um, Amazing World of Gumball. <laughs> Amazing World of Gumball is not there. Who are these cartoons? Um, well, once once you uh, read the list, you'll be like, eh, I guess that makes sense. Uh, the original Teen Titans. Teen Titans is not on there. Not even ti- Teen Titans Go? Teen Titans Go is not on there. Is this some, like, Disney show bullshit? With, okay, um, Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. No, but I will say some of these cartoons are technically owned by Disney because of uh, Disney owning companies oh my god okay what disney cartoons do i know phineas and ferb no um here i'm gonna give you a hint you need you need a you need to think more broader uh because kids are not the only people who watch cartoons that's a hint louie you you named one of the most kid tv shows out right now my guy no 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 no. i can defend this because some of our friends actually watch bluey and they're like oh my god it's exposing me because of my trauma it's it's not like a terrible show i don't watch it but my little brother it's not yeah it it goes in deep wait here Um, i i'm i'm gonna give you a hint you're missing a huge genre of cartoons which is like adult shows cory in the house it's not a cartoon. We're, we're we're gonna talk about that after. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um. Oh my. Yeah. I think think maybe like Adult Swim. How about that? Oh, Adult Swim. Okay, Family Guy. Family Guy's number four. Okay. Uh, would American Dad be on there? Because it's not as popular. American Dad is not there. Okay. The uh, Simpsons. Simpsons is number one. I kind of expect. Sense. Yeah, I expected that. You you have to have seen all of these. I probably have, and I just can't name all of them. Family Guy, um, Adventure Brothers. Uh, no. Would Robot Chicken be on there? Robot Chicken is not there. Okay. Here, um, two, the three left. Two of them are um Adult Swim, and then one of them is not. What's a not one? What what channel was that from? Um, I never watched this, but I. I'm pretty sure that you did. Two more Adult Swim ones. That that was a cartoon. Uh, BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman is not there. Samurai Jack. No. That was on Adult Swim. But you're kind of getting close with the whole like samurai, um, like Asian. Cowboy deal. Bebop. No, I don't know anything about this show because I've not seen it. But I guarantee you've seen it. 
for time wise, I'm gonna take one more guess. Is okay. it the Boondocks? Dude, no. So, should I read you the full list? Yeah, from five. Number five, which you did not get, is Avatar. Oh my god! Okay, no, yeah, that was a Nickelodeon thing. Okay, uh, number four was Family Guy. Okay. Number three was South Park. God damn it! Oh my goodness. <laughs> number two was Rick and Morty. Fuck! <laughs> and then number one is Simpsons. Oh my god. The, like, the three obvious... <clears throat> you telling me that? I was like, god damn It was in my face, and I just said... No, it can't be you. <laughs> Damn. All right. So uh, before we get into the episode, um, quick note that we will not be recording next week. Um, but luckily, we do have like, I think, three-ish, two episodes pre-recorded. So um, to you guys, there won't be any like miss. But for us, we're just going to be behind a pre-record. But, you know, that's fine. We could always make it up later. Mm-hmm. Um the reason that we can't record is because I'm going to Washington, D.C. for a media conference for work. Whoa, yay! Yes, and I asked um, on Instagram, on my story, I ran a poll saying, going to D.C. next week, what movie should I watch to get hyped? And the, <laughs> the options are Spider-Man Homecoming, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, all of these movies are based in D.C., obviously, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, or Corey in the House, Season 6. <laughs> I know what I voted for. Fucking everyone, <laughs> everyone is voting for the joke answer, which was Corey in the House, Season 6. And hey, newsflash, Corey in the, in the House didn't even fucking get a Season 6. <laughs> that got... means you should just watch whatever came second. <laughs> um, it seems to be... Uh, Battle of the Smithsonian. I haven't so. seen a um, Night at the Museum movie in such a long time. It's one of my, like, it's my favorite, like, underrated trilogy, you know? Oh, my God, there was a trilogy. I think I only watched up to the second one. The second one is bits. is the, that's the best one. Is it? Yeah. Is it all on, like, Disney Plus or somewhere? Um, Actually, yeah, I think it is on Disney Plus now. I might have to look through that if i have time to just sit down and watch it mm-hmm. so yeah um i'm gonna probably be posting some uh pictures onto the twitter which is at excellent pod and you could see what um what the conference is all about and it should be really cool my team uh is getting all the all the staff their solo hotel rooms and Ooh. we're gonna take a day to just walk around, do tourist stuff before we actually head to the conference. I keep kept needing to burp. That's why I sounded so weird. You should vlog it. Um, see, I feel like I want to vlog this trip, but like it's a business trip, and that is uh, also true. Never mind. That, good point. Good point. <laughs> I am gonna be getting some sweet B roll when I'm out there. So, oh, do you know what you? Oh, I was gonna ask. Like, it, this is all paid for, right? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Nice, nice. Yeah, all of that's the. A, that's a dream. All of the, the plane tickets, the ground travel, the hotel, the food, it's all paid for. Oh, that's why I love being a digital media major. <laughs> I can do shit like that. Perks of work. So. Yes. Yeah, Perks and um, hopefully when I'm at this conference, I'm going to attend panels and other 
classes, things, workshops that will help me improve not only video creation, but podcasting, audio. Yeah. Yeah, put that on your resume, Jason. Uh, oh, yeah, true that I uh, attended. Um, also, hold on, let me look up the actress name because I forgot. Jennifer um, Lawrence. Uh, you're actually pretty close. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I, yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do know her face. Yes, um, she will actually be speaking at this conference, and I'm going to be what? seeing her. So Take a picture with her. <laughs> if I can. Is that like... It, wouldn't that be technically your second celebrity that you've, like... I know you've seen a lot, but, like, I know in recent memories, for me at least, is Rain Wilson. Um, as far as celebrities I've met, uh, I'm, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to meet Elizabeth Banks, but I met Rain Wilson. I met Jane Lynch. Oh! Um, who is the, uh, the, the coach from Glee, Sue Sylvester yeah um i i met um who i remember i shared the story in the podcast that i ran into <clears throat> i ran into a a baseball player from the braves at work eh. um oh, was uh. so long ago but he's the best like player on the team then um oh i met i met the bears uh yep. i met all the rookies. that one i remember that was pretty fun and i I wasn't at work that day, but the uh, the goalie for um, the Mexico team for the World Cup stopped by. And oh, what? I'm very sad that I wasn't able to, to go, but, you know. Um, and I'm trying to think of any other celebrities I might have, like, met before. I have no idea. Um, I mean, Harry Styles was, like, 10 feet away from me at a One <laughs> Direction concert, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, um, I touched Ashton Irwin at a Five Seconds of Summer concert. And yeah, I don't really care about five seconds of summer like that. Oh uh, well, I don't care about you. So yeah. No. Um, <laughs> oh wait. Um. Well, I I forgot to talk about this in the show, but I'll make it quick since you don't care about five seconds of summer. Um, yeah, keep going. I'll just eat my sandwich. <laughs> I um I went to I I went to a concert of theirs recently because they're currently on tour for the five seconds of summer show, and I don't know. Like in the past couple years, I haven't really listen to five sauce a lot they used to be like my my number one band and they, they kind of still are but then they're like recent music i'm not as much of a fan of that as their old music um so i i mean i still was interested so i was like oh hey yeah they're coming to chicago tomorrow let's see how much tickets are and it was like 50 bucks for like the nosebleed seats so i was like eh, yeah i'll go so i splurged on <laughs> tickets and um, nice. I um, I actually reunited with one of my, I guess you could say, tattoo artists when I was there. There is a YouTuber. Um, her name is Call is Cool. Her name, oh, Colleen. And um, she's like pretty well known in the Five Seconds of Summer fan base. And the last mm -hmm. time I uh, met her at a concert, she, um, she was just saying hi to fans outside the venue. Um, I had her write out my favorite Five Sauce lyric in her handwriting and i got it tattooed so that was cool and um that was way back in 2018 and when i was at this recent concert she posted on her story because we she actually follows me on social media and stuff because you know we we know each other and she posted that she was at the concert and i was like oh shoot okay um because i know that she lives in like the chicago area so i was i was looking around and i was like oh i wonder where she is oh she's 
right there. And <laughs> so I, I said hi, and we, we took a selfie, and I showed her my tattoo in her handwriting. So, And I wish I could have these types of experiences, too. That <laughs> hey, sounds great, actually. Go, go to concerts. I do want to go to a concert. There's a... Um... Not that I know of, actually, that happened right now. Uh, well, I think Riot Fest just ended. Yeah, I'm not too big on that. Yeah, maybe I like I, I would call myself pretty emo, but I'm not sure if I'm emo enough to go to Riot Fest. I know a couple of people that uh went to Riot Fest like every single year. Hmm. And I also did uh, go to Lollapalooza earlier this summer, and you would know that because I posted a picture of it on our Twitter. That's excellent. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, I keep saying this for the past two years, but the if the Lala lineup uh looks good, I'll go. And I'm kind of regretting that I didn't go this year, or at least the one day, because uh, one of my favorite K-pop groups made their U.S. debut, and I'm just like, fuck, oh, I could have been there. Who who was it? New Jeans. Okay. Um, they played no. on Thursday. <clears throat> I think I went on Sunday. Hmm. Good transition. Today we're going to be <laughs> watching Season 3, Episode 35, Prankless, regular show. What do you remember about this episode? I'll, I'll be real with you. I remembered little to nothing about this episode. It was one of those that just sort of uh, played after the previous one and I just switched channels. Okay, so that's a little uh, little foreshadowing to how you might feel at lunchtime. I don't know, uh, but we mm. are going to get to that in the end. So why don't we get started? Uh, I'll open up the episode. Season 3, episode 35, Prankless, of regular show. It came out in the USA on August 6th, 2012. All right, so we open up with an establishing shot of the house. Muscle Man is laughing, and he is inside of Mordecai and Rigby's room. Uh, pulling a prank. Apparently, mo um, he got rid of all the furniture and he took Mordecai's mattress and duct taped it onto the ceiling. High Fives is there watching and Muscle Man is on the ladder taping it up. He says, huh, I can't wait to see the look on Mordecai's face when he finds his bed on the ceiling. He'll be all like, oh no, where am I gonna sleep tonight? Haha, <laughs> and then they start to laugh. Best prank ever. Huh, with a high five. All of a sudden, uh, Pops comes in the room, and he, I guess he's playing with the balloon, and he's chasing it all around the house. The balloon flies into Mordecai and Rigby's room, and Pops is like, huh, I got you this time, balloon. Uh, and then he kind of, like, hits it, and then it flies up, hitting the mattress on the ceiling. And this causes the tape to break, and the mattress falls right on top of Pops' head. And it kind of looks like... Muscle Man, not only did he tape the mattress, but he taped the entire ass box spring on there. So that oh, pro God. probably hurts a lot. Um, immediately, Pop starts to sob. He starts to cry very loudly. And Muscle Man is all like, oh no, bro. And he's Pops is hysterical at this point, And he's screaming like a, like a newborn child. Benson, Mordecai, Rigby, and Skips run in the room, and they're like, Pops! Uh, Skips takes the mattress off of him, and Pops is... He's not looking too good. Benson tells um, Mordecai and Rigby to call an ambulance, and then he's like, It's gonna be okay, Pops. And then, huh, K-Pops. Uh, uh, K-Pop. Uh, 
Anyway. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, Pops keeps sobbing, and dramatic is dramatic music is playing, and then we just get a close zoom in on Muscle Man, who is just standing there looking so guilty. Two things here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember replaying this moment over and over as a 12-year-old, uh. <laughs> just laughing at Pops' demise and his crying. And You're a I'm horrible a, child. I am, I was, I am a terrible person. <laughs> and then um, I think my sister even heard that same thing replaying over and over from the other room, and she came over and she's like, what are you watching? And then so I showed it to her, and I'm just like pointing at the screen laughing, and then she's just like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, you're um, laughing at other people's demise. How dare you? <laughs> and the second note that I have, uh, Pops crying from this scene is actually the sound clip that we use on the podcast whenever we think that this was a bad episode. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It fits. It fits. When I, when I was thinking of the sound bites to use, obviously a good episode was the O, and then mm-hmm. I needed something like bad for the bad so i i I originally considered the sensei screaming no but then i kind of wanted like more of a main character to be there so i went Uh with pops crying yeah that's a bit that was a better choice my opinion (laughs) so we clock wipe to everyone outside of the house the ambulance has pops inside the back of the truck our two medics are pulling uh, pops from or is carrying pops on a stretcher outside from the house and they're putting him inside the back of the ambulance truck and we hand to the left towards the park workers with the head medic I guess and he's talking to them he's saying he should be fine in a few days but he's definitely lucky to be alive that bed could have killed him killed him killed him killed him we get an echo a voice echoing his last two words killed him and this is causing uh muscle man a lot of guilt and he's um the echo is following with extended shots of just like of muscle man's face getting closer and closer to the in frame until uh we see the two medics that are wheeling pops to the to the ambulance Muscle Man's running over to Pops saying, Pops, Pops, I'm so sorry, bro. It was an accident. But Pops, uh, still in pain, says, Oh, no worries. I'll be quite all right. But Muscle Man says, No, Pops, I almost killed you. All because of my stupid prank. I swear, from this day forward, I will never prank again. Ever. But the two medics kind of say, like, Okay, that's enough. And push Pops away into finally into the back of the ambulance driving off he turns his head down or he looks down as he's walking away mordecai behind him says dude muscle man where are you going muscle man from the distance says away bro i'm done with pranking forever he stops for a moment and then continues walking into the distance at first rigby says all right no more pranks from muscle man and he tries to give benson a high five but Benson tells Rigby, no, this is bad. We've got a huge problem on our hands now that Muscle Man's given up on pranking. Mordecai's confused, and he says, what are you talking about? Benson goes on 
to explain that Muscle Man's pranks actually saved the the park a really long time ago. And we ripple uh, transition into a flashback. The, the, the park house is obviously like, it, it almost looks like Monster House, you know? Yeah. Um, and but the lighting is also kind of like gloomy and brown and grayish. And it's like green, really heavy, like pure green. There's like the the ground is also smoking. The grass is all torn up. Like you said, there are no trees, and um, the park looks like it's it. At that point, you just need to demolish it and start over. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Benson did say this was a long time ago, but dang, like for for a prank war, I would say this is more of like like terrorism. It looks like <laughs> terrorism, <here. laughs> and that small little plot of land. That's what it looks. That's what it looks like. Everything else outside of it just looks nice and <laughs> sunny. So yeah, um, as we get all these shots, Benson says like, a long time ago, um, we the park was in a prank war with the rival park, and then um, the whoopee cushion that was there it gets like stepped on, and obviously a fart comes out, and um, Benson says they were led by their manager Gene, and Gene we get see Gene, and then like. There's, like, an explosion on screen, and then, like, toilet paper, like, flies down. Um, Gene is... I, I guess they designed him on purpose like this. Benson is a gumball machine, obviously, but Gene is a vending machine, and he he's a green vending machine. He's loaded with chips, and he has, like, a little green fedora top hat type of thing. Um, and I like how what we're seeing is, like... This episode is basically like a war story, but that's a little too graphic for a regular show. So a prank war is coming instead. And instead of missiles, they're launching toilet paper rolls, which is a funny detail. And instead of grenades, they're launching water balloons out of these guns. And then Gene has a bunch of park workers in like their lame matching uniforms um, throwing water balloons at the house. Benson and Skips are looking at them from like this little hole out of the basement. And they're dressed in, like, these, like, war helmets and bandanas. Benson says, that's it, we're done for. And then Benson narrates, saying, at least I thought we were done for. We pan up to a park cliff, which I believe we saw in, uh, I think it was Brain Easer, where this cliff has been somewhere before. And Muscle Man and Fives are at the top of the hill, and he's looking, Muscle Man's looking through binoculars. And he says, the war's not over until I say it's over. So he pulls a huge lever and a gigantic water balloon that says my mom flies over their park. And we get like the shot from across the street where the other rival park is. And the giant water balloon splashes down, completely flooding their park. And then Gene sees this and he falls down to his knees, giving the stereotypical, no. And that ends the war. Um, I caught an error right here. I'm not sure if this was mentioned on the fan wiki, but when we pan over to Muskman on top of the huge cliff, uh, that little catapult holding the huge water balloon is nowhere to be found. And then it just appears out of nowhere. I mean, Um, it's cartoon logic. You know, things just appear and reappear whenever. They yeah, it. true. Um, and then I also had the note that um, this was the first time we're hearing about another park nearby. Um, I didn't think that there'd be another one literally two blocks away, but all right. 
Um, How does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, there. So that, and then you could you could also tell that these two parks are very different. Benson's Park is more of like a modern open field park with sidewalks, but Gene's Park is more of a nature reserve, uh, forest campsite. You know. Yeah, and that kind of reflects with the groundskeepers with their uh, with their outfits. Mm-hmm. Because they're wearing like True. boots and that black boots and then green and like very dark green uh, pants and button ups with the little yeah. fedoras matching jean. Uh huh. So, so <clears throat> we ripple back into current day. Benson ends, the, or the flashback ends, and Benson continues explaining, saying, So Muscle Man became the ultimate weapon in ending the prank war. With him gone, there's no telling what will happen. But Mordecai kind of doubts this. He says, come on, Benson, do you seriously think that Gene guy is going to hold that grudge for that long? And as soon as he says that, a water balloon hits Benson in the face from the distance. And then from a different shot, we see a bunch of water balloons pop, pop uh, pop up from behind some trees. And there's a million of these water balloons uh, being chucked at the park workers and everyone starts screaming and retreating back into the house barely uh, barely making it they all go inside Benson quickly slams the door and turns to fives skips Mordecai and Rigby and he says see the prank war is not over we have and as he's looking outside the window with the water balloon still going on he says we have to win it or we're all mm. gonna die. Again, I like the concept of this episode because um, usually the turning point of regular show is like it comes later on, but this is what we're only like three minutes in mm-hmm. and it's already heating up. So I, I kind of like the pacing of this episode. I do we're too. In for a treat here. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, we cut over to what I believe is Skips's garage and. Um, the entire park gang, uh, aside from Muscle Man, obviously, um, they're all dressed in their like war gear. Like, Mordecai's wearing like a like a helmet. Rigby's wearing an army vest. Skips and Fives has bandanas, and then um, Benson kind of has like a like a sergeant hat on. And he says, "All right, team, we're getting seriously pranked out here. We can't win this without Muscle Man. So I'm gonna convince him to come out of retirement." In the meantime, you guys need to buy some time. And um, behind Benson, we could kind of see like a, a, hu- a big like board. And they have a huge map of both the park and East Pines Park. That's what it's called. And um, they're, it's just a bunch of like mumbo jumbo and like attack plans and like arrows on where they're attacking from. Um, Benson says, all right, Mordecai and Rigby, what do you got for me? Mordo says, we're going to take out their bathrooms. We've got jumbo rolls of plastic wrap. Benson's all like, sounds promising. Skips, high five ghost. Skip says, we have expired baloney, illegal fireworks, and three good arms. And then him and Fives kind of smile at each other and high five. Uh. Benson says, good, good. Now just remember, we're dealing with real pros out there. So keep your eyes open. Now, get out there and make this park proud. And so they open the garage and immediately um, an East Pines van pulls up and it's driven by Gene. Gene says, oh, hey, Benson, I hear Muscle Man's retired from pranking. 
That's a real shame. Light him up, boys. And then the van door opens and three of his uh, workers are sitting there. And they have tomato guns. And then they all start to, like, shoot at them. Benson's like, back in their garage. Uh, so they all run back inside. And Rigby says, what do we do? Uh, Skip says that him and Fives will go outside to draw their fire. Just get Muscle Man back. So um, the two of them run out to cause a diversion. Uh, Gene chases after them in the van. And this allows Benson at Mordecai and Rigby to come out. Benson says, Mordo and Riggs, get into pranking position at the other park. I'll call you with further instructions. Mordecai's like, what are you going to do? Benson says, I'm going to go get Muscle Man back. All right, and we cut to the trailer. We see Muscle Man staring at his number one prankster bandana, all being somber and melancholy about it. He puts it in a box full of stuff, and he's just sitting in his ca- on his couch in the dark with the one little window next to him uh, illuminating some light. And from the distance, we can hear water splashing. And then we see Benson run into Muscle Man's trailer, uh, being chased down by a hail of water balloons. Benson turns over to Muscle Man and says, Muscle Man, the rival park is pranking us again. We need you. But Muscle Man tells Benson, you've got the wrong man. I don't do that anymore. Benson again tries pleading with him, saying, but we're getting destroyed. Muscle Man again says, maybe I didn't make myself clear. I don't prank anymore. Benson is in disbelief about of what Muscle Man is saying, and he tries to convince him by telling him that the park is going to get destroyed, and he's just going to let it happen. Muscle Man, expe- Muscle Man says, like, okay, hold on, back up, bro. I almost killed a man. A park? That's just land. You could replace that any day of the week. But a man's life? That's forever. Benson is about to say something to try to get Muscle Man, but Muscle Man cuts Benson off saying, It's over, Benson. I'm done. And then Benson kind of scoffs at his, at his attitude and says, Thanks for nothing. And he runs back out leaving Muscle Man back into his dark, gloomy ways, sitting on the couch with just the one little window illuminating the light. <laughs> um, speaking of that window, I found an error here. What? Um, so obviously the purpose of that window is to create the dramatic shine of light on Muscle Man's face. Um, yeah. Again, we're getting all, all this like war, like bunker-type music throughout this whole thing. And um, this window, it, I like the effect it's giving. You know how it's all dramatic, like all D-Day-ish. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I referenced back to old episodes, uh, such as Muscle Woman. One of the last times we saw the inside of Muscle Man's trailer, that window was not there before. It was just a wall with the poster. And... Yeah. Um, even in future episodes like Trailer Trashed, that wall continues to change. Sometimes it shows an air vent. Sometimes it's that window. Sometimes it's the poster. And I even made a note later on in this episode. The poster even comes back in the same exact episode. And then also we have the obvious pop culture reference of The Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd's album on Muscle Man's Wall. 
Which oh is yeah, I noticed cool. that too. I, I noticed that too. I was like, I, there's something about that poster that I can't really put my <laughs> finger on it, but I know it's from Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, another wall in Muscle Man's trailer also has the Wish You Were Here album. So Muscle Man listens to Psychedelia, which is nice. Um, we transition over to the rival park, East Pines. Mordecai and Rigby are at the restrooms, and they get a walkie-talkie from Benson saying, Mordecai, Rigby, Muscle Man is out. We're going to have to stop this ourselves. And then Mordecai's all like, let's do this. So um, they sweep inside of the bathroom, and then uh, they're about to, they open a stall door, and then Rigby kind of slyly unravels the plastic wrap. And we've seen this prank before where you put plastic wrap over the toilet, so... um, you like shit right on it and it's just like <laughs> carried there Ew. um uh but before they could do anything a huge uh shadow goes across them and unfortunately most uh mordecai and rigby get caught and we cut to black hearing the sound of a water splash so we don't exactly see what happens here but mordecai and rigby probably got dunked in the toilet or maybe they had a, a water balloon fragged at them um, we cut out of the black to skips and fives. Um, they're spying on a couple workers at like this sort of watchtower in the park. Uh, Benson says, skips, come in skips. I lost Mordecai and Rigby. You and HFG still good to go? And skips is all like, we're on it. So, um, they start to rush, uh, the workers and they're throwing baloney at them. Uh, Skips is throwing baloney, like, all over their cars, sticking them to the, uh, cabin walls. While Fives sets off the expired fireworks inside of the window. And three or more of the workers all panic and start to run outside. Uh, Skips is kind of laughing at this, but then he starts to get pelted with tomatoes. And he falls to his knees and he talks to Benson saying, like, I'm hit! come in, come in. Um, and then Benson tries to get a signal on him, but then Skips is all like, there's too many of them. Ah! And we cut over to Benson, who's getting frustrated. He kind of throws down his hat, and he's hiding out inside of the, the park living room. Um, all of a sudden, Mordecai comes in on the walkie-talkie saying, Benson, come in, Benson. Benson says, Mordecai, where are you guys? And Mordecai says, we're right here. Benson looks outside of the window, and he sees a silhouette of Mordecai and Rigby. And what happens? Uh, Mordecai raises his hands to to signal that Benson that they're there, but Benson knows what's coming next, and he tells Mordecai and Rigby to get out of there immediately. But uh, unfortunately, Mordecai and Rigby get hit with tomatoes from the back. Benson gives off a no as Mordecai and Rigby fall to their knees and dramatic music plays in the background as they keep getting pelted with tomatoes in slow motion. Uh, and we see like different shots of the East Pines workers from different angles shooting their tomato guns at them. Benson is running at outside to go and grab Mordecai and Rigby. Uh, narrowly dodging all these tomatoes. Mordecai and Rigby fall onto the ground all tired. Benson is clearly getting to him as fast as he can, dodging all these tomatoes. He gets to them, uh, picks them up, and puts them on his shoulders. 
Mordecai says, like, we gotta get out of here. Their pranks are too good. Then all of a sudden, they hear an engine coming from a distance, and it's a giant, or it's a big pickup truck carrying uh, tons of whoopee cushions from the back, and the driver is, like, laughing evilly as he's about to, like, drift off to his sides uh, that sets off all the whoopee cushions, giving off a really big uh, whoopee cushion noise like the It's like those fart noises. I can't do it. It kind of creates like a a mini sonic boom. Yeah. Um, So I'm pretty sure... um, I'm trying to like figure out what like medium this is to the war. Because like every single like item that they're using is some sort of like replication. Like how the water balloons are grenades and um, Um, toilet papers, missiles. So... um, Whoopee cushion... Well, at least in this sense... uh, the whoopee cushion uh, when they fall over because in as the truck falls off to its sides, it does the sonic boom, what you said, and it's mm-hmm. like an explosion. So it could be grenades, but it could um, also be like tanks, probably. Oh, I don't know. Uh, the whoopee cushion itself could be a landmine because you do step on it. Oh, yeah, that too. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so um, while all these explosions are going on, trees are being like ripped out of the ground. Um, Rigby says, we got to get out of here. Someone's going to get hurt or killed. Benson says, I've got an idea. Just hold on. So he guns it for the cart and starts to screech away. Um, we cut back to Muscle Man's trailer. And like I said, the window is gone. It's just a, the poster. <laughs> he hears a knock at the door and Muscle Man's all like, what? And uh, Benson walks in and he has Pops in a wheelchair. And Muscleman's all like, Pops, shouldn't you be in the hospital? And Pops says, well, yes, but there are worse things going on right now. You need to start pranking again. And Pops, is, uh, Muscleman says, oh, no way, Pops. I almost killed you. I might almost kill again. And Pops says, but only pranks can save the park. And Muscleman's all like, I can't do it, Pops. He dramatically kind of like looks out the window and he witnesses all the war that's going on. The The East Pines workers are like flooding the fountain with tomatoes. They're teepeeing the trees with toilet paper. Um, a bunch of planes are flying overhead, dropping uh, pies, creating like a downpour. And then this one guy is at the, the lake that was seen and replaced. And he's putting purple drink mix into the lake, making it purple. Muscleman notices this and he says, Their pranks aren't hurting anyone. My pranks can kill. I won't do it. Um, Pops is all like, Then we just lost the war. But at least the rival park was kind enough to send me a get well confectionery. And he pulls out a little gift box that was given to him by the other park. And he opens it, and all of a sudden, this huge boxing glove on a spring pops out and punches him in the face, causing Pops to get a black eye, fall out of his wheelchair, and, like, lay on the ground. Benson and Muscle Man are like, Pops! And then Pops is all like, "Eh, their pranks are hurting me. Um, (laughs) quick note. I had had this uh, thought where Muscle Man was saying, like, Oh, their pranks aren't hurting anyone, but I have the ability to kill. Um, clearly, Muscle Man didn't witness what just happened to Mordecai and Rigby because they almost died. Yeah, they got um, what's it called? They were I forgot to mention this. 
But Mordecai and Rigby, when they were out in the field, they were both covered in black and filled with feathers. And that's like a, I guess, chicken prank that people do. Maybe what they did is they covered them with black tar and then like yeah. dumped chicken feathers on them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> so at the sight of Pops crying on the ground, we get more dramatic music with a big zoom in on Muscle Man. Uh, Muscle Man says, this prank war ends now. And dramatically, he goes back to his old prank box and he like sweeps everything off the top of it. Um, and opens it, and he puts back on his number one prankster bandana. He puts on his army boots, ties the laces, and then he gets, like, that face paint, and he kind of, um, you know how football players put that, like, black, uh, stuff underneath their eyes? Yeah. Um, he, he's basically doing that, but he kind of, like, puts it all over his face in, like, different patterns, probably to make him look all cool in war. Mm-hmm. And, um, without another word, he, or actually he walks over he walks over to the door of the trailer and before he heads out with his hand on the doorknob he looks back and says if i don't make it back tell my mom i died doing what i loved and with a woo spinning his shirt over his head he runs out to go win the war i wrote a note saying that um i kind of I feel like this scene is, like, one of the most important ones of the episode. Yeah. Because not only is it, like, the the saving grace turning point, but um, I like how they kind of had, like, sort of, like, the mentor figure come back, which is Pops, of course. Mm -hmm. And that is very common that uh, for you to see in, like, war movies. And... This, I, I'm pretty sure that the animators had to have done their research when making this episode. They probably watched, like, a ton of war movies for this. They, they did the trope of just, like, uh, at, was it best person or person that was best at what they were doing retires. But then when uh, a, a threat comes back, uh, he's needed, but he doesn't want to go back because he knows... He can do things. I don't know. Like one of those ones. It's like the call call to action tropes Mm -hmm. in movies. You know, maybe I will watch The Winter Soldier. (laughs) You know what that actually, you know, after this, maybe you should. Um, I already thought of an Instagram caption for when I'm out in DC. I could do this all day. Uh, (laughs) Ah, Muscle Man running out of the trailer with his, with him twirling his shirt over his head like he normally does. Benson, back inside the trailer, says, I think we just won the war. And we fade transition to the watchtower from earlier where Skips and High Five Ghosts were just at. And we go inside the top of the watchtower where Gene is overlooking a map with multiple screens behind him. And he's looking over... Uh, a giant map where all the East Pines tiny flags are placed where I guess uh, the park is at. And he talks to himself saying, Victory is as good as ours. Soon the park will be reduced to rubble as uh, we're seeing through multiple monitors of uh, all the different pranks that we've seen before, like the whoopee cushion trucks, the pies being thrown at trees, Two pine work, two East Pines workers throwing teepees at a pop statue. 
and Jean is laughing evilly. But then all of a sudden, the two East Pines workers that were throwing teepees at the pot statue get dragged from their feet and away from the side of the monitor. Then we cut to another East Pines uh, employee holding a tomato gun, and he goes behind a bush, but then gets or gets pulled away like the previous two. And we see another monitor where two more East Pines gets dragged from their feet. Uh, Gene notices this and he says, what the? And all of a sudden we see multiple monitors of all the East Pines employees getting dragged all at the same time. And we get a little static cut on the monitors and it's just, it goes back. And it's just Muscle Man's face looking all angry. And Gene is scared. He goes, ah! And then all of a sudden the light above him starts crackling. And it falls onto the map that Gene was just looking over. Gene is looking a little bit nervous. He's looking around. Then all of a sudden a hologram of Muscle Man's head appears in front of him. And Gene says, Muscle Man? Muscle Man starts speaking and he says the pranking ends now gene give up or else gene is very confident he's like haha give up i'm not giving up until i see your park completely destroyed muscle man responds with fine you asked for it bro and then all of a sudden we hear engines revving up and uh gene is kind of like get his balance together and he runs over to the window looking outside and we see the watchtower start going up uh, into the sky. Mm. Um, I, I noticed something right here. Um, what? So as we know, uh, the park takes place in, um, or regular show, takes place in California. Um, yeah. We've, we've seen that because we've seen the California flag like many places before in the show. Um, but... When, so we get that effect of like zooming out and Gene is being taken to space now and we could kind of see the globe below us but from the point like where the park fades out I'm looking at a real map right now it actually kind of looks like the park would be located in like Oklahoma or maybe Texas you know somewhere around there is... I, I, I would believe Texas more mm-hmm. which obviously is incorrect um, but to be fair like this isn't like a perfect sketch of the United States, but you could tell it's supposed to be that because there's like a little knob down there, which is Florida. You could kind of get a shape of like Mexico going into South America. Um, but yeah, just animation. Um, so yeah, basically the prank has begun. Um, Gene is being taken to space and the watchtower has turned into a little mini rocket uh gene is starting to get scared he's sweating he he looks behind him and he's like muscle man what's going on and then muscle man he's kind of like giving sort of like this intimidation speech be like we're in outer space bro looks like we won't be needing these walls and then all of a sudden the entire room disintegrates and it flies away and then gene goes plummeting upwards into space kind of near a black hole and he's like tripping out and seeing all these like weird visuals around him um at the end of the hole of the black hole muscle man's hologram head appears 
and he says, There's no way of knowing where we're going. I think the danger must be growing. What's that warm light a-glowing? Oh no, bro, it's the sun. It's set in motion. Get ready for some fun. Hope you brought your suntan lotion. So it's like kind of like this this poem that's supposed to scare Gene. And um, as Muscle Man said that, a fiery, a fiery light appears behind him, which obviously he said is the sun. And then Muscle Man's skin, like his face just kind of splits in half and like flies away. And it's just his skull that's there. Um, obviously, we have no idea how the heck Muscle Man is doing any of this, but it's all a part of his prank, I guess. Um, and then... Muscle Man's skull, like, keeps laughing at Gene, and Gene is continuing to fly through the air towards the sun, and he, he's panicking at this point, and he's like, okay, okay, I'll never prank your park again, I swear, I swear, I'll stop, and then as soon as he says that, he falls back down into the watchtower, everything is completely normal, the watchtower, like, the walls are all there, and we're back on Earth. Muscle Man's standing there, just kind of snidely looking at him. Gene is all like, huh? What? What? How did you do that? And then Muscle Man's like, easy, bro. It was mirrors, you idiot. Oldest prank in the book. And then we get a shot of outside of the watchtower, and these four mirrors that are super tall just, like, f fall back on the ground, uh, revealing that it was a prank the whole time. And we were expecting this from Muscle Man, you know, let's be honest. So... He says, no more pranking, right? And Gene is all like, ugh, right. Muscle Man says, and you're going to clean up all the damage you did to the park with your lame pranks. And then Gene is all like, what? No way. Muscle Man says, huh, you want me to bust out the mirrors again? And then immediately Gene is all like, no, 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 we'll clean, we'll clean. The skies are blue, everything is green, it's not moody anymore. And we're seeing the East Pines employees all cleaning up uh, all the damages that they did to the park. We see that we see a couple of, like mopping the the house steps. One is washing the grass, and others are like raking the whoopee cushions and grabbing the pies that are stuck to the trees. And then we see uh, all the park members, Mordecai Rigby skips. Uh, muscle Man high fives Benson and Pops that's still in a wheelchair, and Benson is giving is talking to everybody, saying it looks like we can finally put this prank war behind us. You all made me, you all made this park proud today, especially you, Muscle Man. We couldn't have done it without you. And Muscle Man's like, oh, duh, bro, I'm the best pranker there is. No one can stop me. I'm never retiring. And then he runs off with high five, goes waving his shirt around, saying, Woo! Woo! And then Benson goes over to Pops, and he says, All right, Pops, back to the hospital. He grabs his wheelchair, and they start going off to their, back to the hospital. Everyone says bye to Pops, and Pops giggles, waving back at them. And as soon as, and as Benson and Pops are far enough away from everybody he looks behind him and benson starts talking to pops saying thanks pops the park really owes you for faking that boxing glove prank i knew muscle man would only have pranked gene if you pretended to be hurt 
And then Pop says, oh, it's quite all right. It was a jolly good show. And starts laughing. And then we cut over to the end credits, thus ending the episode. Wow. I like how we we get that little reveal at the end that that was all kind of just like a a decoy that Pops did. Uh Just to get Muscle Man back to war. And that was pretty good. I, I wrote that in my notes that like it's ironic that Muscleman says that no one can beat him, but Pops technically beat him at his own game. Oh yeah, because Pops pranked Muscleman into pranking again. Exactly. Uh, wow, that's really good. <sighs> okay, cool. So without further ado, let's cut to lunchtime. Lunchtime! Alright, so a couple trivia bits from the fan wiki. There is an online game largely based on this episode. It's called The Great Prank War. I guess it's like a Cartoon Network Flash game. Hmm. I've not played it. It was revealed that the park has a rival park called East Pines, which has gone to a prank war within the past. Uh, Benson reveals that Muscle Man helped end that war by launching a large air balloon onto East Pines, flooding it in the process. Um, and this episode shows that despite his reputation as a prankster, Muscle Man draws the line at physically harming people. Um, I'm trying to think of Muscle Man's past pranks that we've seen, and I'm not sure if we have seen any, like, harmful, harmful pranks. So, yeah, I guess that's right. Um, even though Muscle Man will easily get in a fight any day, for example, the episode Big Winner, he yeah. terrorized a, a lottery ticket expo. <laughs> and that's just scratching the surface. So Gut Model, he made he created a whole grease monster. So um, other than that, we got pop culture references, and we have uh, a lot of them. Mordecai's headgear throughout much of the episode is an army helmet with a peace sign on it. And that is a reference to the character Private JT Joker Davis in Stanley Kubrick's film Full Metal Jacket, who sported the same oxymoronic helmet. The scene when Mordecai and Rigby are hit with a bunch of tomatoes is a parody of the scene from Platoon, where Sergeant um, Elias, wait, uh, Elias? 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 Where Sergeant Elias is shot to death from several directions. The interior of Muscle Man's trailer has a poster that is an obvious reference to, yep, said this one, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And the poem that Muscle Man says in space while pranking Gene is a reference to um, a poem in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory by Gene Wilder's character. During the section of the film that takes place in the tunnel during the Chocolate River boat ride. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. And Gene's headquarters watchtower place is based off the war room in Kubrick's film Doctor Strange Love. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so like I said, I knew that the animators had to have watched a lot of war movies for this. And uh-huh. they really made something out of it, so good job on them. And we have goofs. Um, I haven't read through these, but I'm pretty sure m- most of them are just animation errors. But 
When Skips and Fives explain to Benson their plan, Skip says that they have three good arms. Um, though we have seen that Fives actually has three arms. He has the one on, on his head, and then he has two more that could like appear out of his body. Um, so I'm pretty sure that Skips is only counting his like head one. Yeah, the only one that's visible. Benson's headgear throughout the episode is a green beret, however most of the time he wears it incorrectly as the badge on most berets go over the left eye, Benson's badge is over his left temple for nearly all the time he wears it, and he does wear it correctly for the close-up shots only. Um, I'm pretty sure they just animated it differently so you could see his face clearly. Yeah. Um... Muscle Man's window, like I had mentioned, it randomly appears and disappears uh, throughout the episode. And when Skips takes the mattress off of Pops, it is shown to be slightly smaller than the previous shot. Uh, Pops' balloon also disappears when the mattress falls on him. I did not notice that. And Mordecai's bed frame and Rigby's trampoline are missing at the start of the episode. Uh, I wrote that it's probably because Muscle Man just moved it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when the ambulance carrying Pops drives off, the paramedic who closed the back door gets left behind and he disappears in the next scene. So. He gets okay. left behind. You just have one other <laughs> medic just driving and like, oh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see you back at the hospital, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Take us through lunchtime. Okay. So, in the season three, episode 35, Prankless. Who was the protagonist of that episode? Uh, I wrote that it was Muscle Man, who at first, he kind of floated around the, in the background, but later avenged the park and saved the day. I also put it's Muscle Man. And then I'm sure we both have a clear antagonist for this episode. It was Gene. It was definitely Gene and the East Pines Park, the rival park. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there any O's or hmms did you that you caught in this episode? There were zero O's and zero hmms. We did get a woo from Muscle Man, but yeah, but that's his yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And we we might have counted that in like a previous episode, but that was kind of like a different scenario. Uh huh. Were there any adult jokes that you found in this episode? I found zero. Surprisingly, in a prank, a prank themed episode, there were none. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there any iconic regular show moments that you found? Uh, Muscle Man's poem during his final prank. Yep. Uh, were there any real-life licensed music used in this episode? Uh, there were none. There were definitely none. So on a scale of 1 to 5, how would you rate this based on memorability? Um, originally, I gave this a 4.5 out of 5. But... You said originally. Uh... I, I I still will give it a four point five. Okay. Well, I I guess I said originally because naturally after you break down an episode, you're gonna be inclined to like up that number. Yeah. But I gotta stick to what I what I gave it. I'll I'll give it a four. Okay. It's not bad, not great, but it's there. I liked it. Entertaining. Yeah. So would you say it's a skip or a must watch? Um, I would say that this is a must-watch. It shows off Muscle Man's pranking expertise, mm-hmm. and it also kind of foreshadows a future episode all the way into Season 8. I also said it's a must-watch because, like what you said, it shows Muscle Man 
uh, most men's desire to prank, and it also kind of shows his character that he likes caring for the people around him. Mm-hmm. So would you say this is a good or a bad episode? I wrote this was a good episode. It's a very good episode. What? Yeah, there we go. Awesome. So in the end, we have 103 O's and 63 hms for the entirety of regular show. That did not change for the last episode. Um, the last time we got one of those was in the episode Diarrhea. So mm. it's been a it's been a bit. I was um, I was gonna say like we we got four more episodes until we're done with season three. Wow, four more episodes. It it's it has taken us like a little bit over a year, which was still faster than season two. Mm-hmm. And season three is the longest season, so yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, and I, and I was just doing this. I was doing the math a little bit while you were going through like the fan wiki, but uh, was it th- episode thirty-seven, Fuzzy Dice? Uh, mm-hmm. If if we might record it like within the next three weeks or something, and then was it, it might come out the same week as the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, that would be good timing. Yep. Um, oh, it depends because we do have a bunch of pre-recorded stuff. So that is that is true. That's what I'm saying. Like, if the timing is right, it might come out like a week or a week or a week and a half after. But still, yeah, still true. relevant. Hmm. Um, all right. So, thank you guys so much for listening to this breakdown of Prankless. If you want to know what we are doing when we are not recording, you could follow us on Twitter, which is at ExcellentPod. If you want to catch our group YouTube channel, that is the Schwam Squad on YouTube. Um, yes, the YouTube channel is on YouTube. Who would have thought? All of these links can be found in the description of this episode. And Josh, do you have anything else? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Surprisingly not. All right. That being said, we're... Well, I'm not sure how hungry you are because you had a Jersey Mike sandwich, but I know that I'm going to eat right now. Yep. And we actually ended up making pretty good time for this episode, and it was as long as they usually are. So good job on us. <laughs> yeah, high five. Woo! All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Now get back to work, or you are fired. <laughs>